that song, actually. Good. Oh, a few of us, good. Well sung by everyone, and it's good to be here tonight. It's great to, uh, to finally be home, and now home to be home. And we're just glad we, we got in, um, finished our quarantine. Actually, we got, we got out, we got, uh, we got, got out 15 minutes early, good behavior bond. And so the, the Queensland police rang our room and said, hey, at about 11.30, we're meant to be out by uh, 12.01 a.m. We didn't want to wait another minute pa- um, more than we needed to. And so they, they called us at around 11.30 and said, hey, do you want to go? And I said, do I want to go? <laughs> Uh, I said yes, and so he came up about 10, 10, 15 minutes later, so we got a 15 minute early mark, and he said, good behavior, Bond, and I said, well done, children, you behaved well, all right, so, but we uh, were able to head it into our home last evening, and, um, you know, the kids were excited, so they stayed up, I don't know how long we fell asleep, so we don't know. But it was just a, just a neat how the Lord worked that out because if you know the timing of it all now, if we waited um, a little bit longer as, as what we had initially planned, uh, we would still be waiting in the queue to get into Queensland and we wouldn't have known, no guarantee as far as when we would have got it in. But we really felt prompted by the Lord at the beginning of August just to say, um, just to start thinking about just heading early. And of course, that just, you know, other things had to happen because of, uh, with that decision. And the Lord just, it just, it's amazing. You know, Azariah and I have been talking right through quarantine. And that's a good thing. We were talking during quarantine, by the way. Um, but, you know, it was just, a, just talking about the fact that how God just, in His, in his grace and in his, in his sovereignty, just opened doors to get us here. And, uh, you know, we're just glad. We're so happy to be here. We're, we're just, we, we feel home. We really do. And uh, we're excited about our first Sunday, excited that, that we were going to be here tonight. Andrew uh, texted me the other day and he said, you know, are you going to be at church on Wednesday? And I said, I am going to be at church on Wednesday. And I just was excited. Um, and again, if you know the context, obviously in Sydney, we've been in lockdown for, I don't know, it seems like forever now. It's, I think, 10 weeks this week. And, and we hadn't been in touch with, with uh, any, any of our church. We've been in touch with, with you, you know, through digital means and so forth, but not face-to-face and not in a meeting like this this evening. And so we're just excited. And so if we're acting a little bit weird, it's because we haven't been around people for a while. And so give us grace tonight. But it is, it's good to be home. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that... that happened in quarantine, I think it was a good circuit breaker for our family between coming from Southland to, to here at Good Shepherd, and it was just a good time just getting together as a family, just talking a lot, praying a lot, and, you know, we were actually praying against it uh, to begin with. We, we were hoping to, that we could home quarantine at least, but we, we see God's design in it now. And I wanted to just thank the church as well. Um, many of you reached out during the, the two-week period while we were there. And many of you sent um, some, some groceries, some games, some puzzles, and, you know, to keep our time occupied. And, and we're just so glad for that. In fact, it got to the point when, and I was telling uh, Brother Andrew about this today, uh, we got a knock one morning, 
at the door. And, and what they do is if you, get a, if you get a delivery, they send a runner to come up and, you know, because of COVID and all of that, they, they knock at the door, they leave your things there, and then they go, and then you open the door, you get your things, right? But at this point, this, this runner knocked at, on the door and she stayed there. So I opened the door and I, I was shocked. There was a person there. And she goes, can I ask you a question? I said, yes. She goes, are you a celebrity? <laughs> now, I've never been asked that before. And I, I didn't know what quite to say. I said, uh, no. I nearly asked, do I look like a celebrity? But I was afraid what she would say, right? Um, and I just said, no. And she goes, you have, you have had the most deliveries of anyone that's ever come through hotel quarantine. And that's just an, a tribute to you all. I appreciate your grace and your kindness and your love already to our family. I, you have no idea how that helped right through the course of time while we were in quarantine, how much more that made our time go quickly, um, how much joy you gave our kids just opening those things up. Even when they opened it, it was two cups of coffee for mom and dad, all right? <laughs> That was, that was just a joy for us, and, and really thank you, church, for, for making the, our time there such a, such a good one, and knowing, you know, as we counted down each day, it was just another day closer to be with you, and that's really, that's really what our heart was. We, the reason we said, look, we'll just do it, because at the end of it, we're going to be where God wanted us to be and be with you, our church family, and so we're glad for that, but, you know, the things that we were thinking about over the the last two weeks, I've been sending some morning devotions to our, some of our creative team here at the church, and um, it, it's one of those I've been thinking about grace. I've just been thinking about how, how grace is so part of our everyday life, and, and you know, so often we don't even notice it. And if you turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12, and we're going to read a couple of verses here, verses 22 down to verse 30 this evening. And just a, a short devotion tonight, just wanted to give you a thought. And I think this is applicable because um, often we don't even notice it. And yet it's, it's so, when you think about it and you start to really look, this actually gets us through every day. And notice in verse 22, and he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What ye shall eat, neither for the body what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Then he, he mentions an illustration here. He says, consider something. He says, consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barns, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit who wishes they were taller. You know, when I was younger, I used to pray to God, Lord, make me six foot one because I wanted to play basketball as a career. Now, I'm not six foot one because he wanted me to be a preacher, right? Then, if ye then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow, they toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? 
And seek not ye what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. Then notice, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. And I just begun to think about the, the illustrations that God uses there. And if you look at the, the first example there, he says, consider the ravens, and he calls them later on, how much more are ye better than the fowls? If you consider the fowls, I know some of you who are uh, deathly afraid of birds. Won't mention any names. I know, I know that, that some of us don't particularly like birds or find them very attractive, but he's saying consider the raven as a fowl, as a bird, and consider the fact that, that they, they neither sow nor reap, they neither have storehouses nor barn, and yet God feedeth them. And, you know, he's, he's saying, look at the example of the fowls in verse 24. You know, you're, you're, we often, we, we look at those things that we can't control or we can control. You know, I know that for, for some of you who went through the lockdowns here and some of the restrictions, your, your ability to make an income was, was affected. I know that you probably know people all over Sydney and other places, maybe Victoria, who are affected that way. And he's saying, you know, these fowls, they, they neither sow nor reap, and they neither have storehouses or barn. They don't have those things that we would assume to be those things that supply our need. They don't have any of that. And, and as fowls, they're, they're blissfully unaware of the fact that there's a creator God who by his grace supplies their need. And you know, I think sometimes we live in a country like ours with such abundance and really we're often spoilt for choice, aren't we, for, for things. And, and sometimes we can get into a bit of a doubtful mind. Sometimes we can get into a little bit of, oh, well, what can I do about these things? And all of those things that I enjoyed and all of those things that were a comfort to me, they're all gone and the mechanisms like the economy in which those things are supplied to me, they're gone. What am I going to do? And yet God's trying to help us see, look at the ravens, look at the fowls. It's my grace. It's my grace that, that those that don't have the, the mind and the consciousness like mankind does, they're just blissfully unaware that God's grace sustains them each day. And yet we who, especially believers, we who understand that who God is and understand what God does for us, sometimes we can get into the mindset that is so opposite to the fowls. And yet, even in those situations, aren't we, we're so unaware of grace. We're so unaware that God's grace is there. We're so unaware that God's grace is there and you know, then he uses the next thing. He continues on. He says, And which of you taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? And he's saying, you know, you lose, you lose thought. You, you go through and you, you try to think of every way to enable yourself. If you then be not able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? He's saying, you can't even make yourself taller than you want, you want to be. You can't even with your thought... Do that thing that is least. And he's saying, then why would you think of these, those other things? 
Then he says here, consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They spin not. So again, they're, they're not laboring and, and even less, no consciousness at all. You know, the, these are the, he's now saying, don't just look at the example of the fowls. Look at the example of the fields. And, and you know, I'm no, I'm no farmer. I've never really spent time but my, my, my grandfather on my mum's side and, and her, her side of the family, they all have acreage and acreage of farm in the Philippines. And they, they would grow rice, they would, they would uh, tend to different crops and all of those things, you know, there were certain conditions obviously that needed to be met for that to grow. But overall, all of that just happens. And you know, those things that grow, from, from seedlings that die in the ground to, the, to where, it, where we can be sustained by it, they have no consciousness of what God's doing with them. They have, they're, they're totally unaware of grace. And yet grace is still there. Grace is still supplying for the means of which that, that wheat, that, that lily, that field grows. He's saying in verse 28, if that, then God so clothed the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you or you of little faith? He's saying sometimes we, we underestimate how much grace is in our lives. We, we tend to complain about what to wear, not if we're going to wear. And, and yet, I, I think we're aware tonight that all around the world there are those who you know, only have one set of clothes to wear. If, if they consider themselves lucky for their lifetime, they, they might have two. And, and all of that, we look at that and we compare it to perhaps to our situation and we might feel blessed and we might sense, well, that's God's grace in my life. But, you know, even if that was not the case, even if, if we were in their situation, even if we were in, in, the, the, in the poorest state that we can be in in this nation, we could still say God has been gracious to us. And we're, we're so unaware of grace. We're so unaware. We focus in on those things that we can't control. We focus in and we worry and we fret over our daily supply. You know, I've begun to think about so many things that we take for granted. You know, in, in quarantine, you, you can't even step out the door. You know, for, for months, we've, all we've been able to do was drive within five kilometers of our house. And, and then we enter into quarantine, and we were just, you know, I, I felt sorry for the boys, especially. Man, they, they just wanted to run. <laughs> um, we were afraid. We, we said, look, you can't, you can't go to the balcony without us, all right, because we were afraid we, they were going to climb down. <laughs> That's, you know, two weeks locked inside. And, and, you know, all of that, it's a simple thing, getting out of your door. I think all of us here this morning, we opened our door and we walked out. And, and I began to think about the fact that, you know, we, we couldn't do that. There, there's certain things that we all, uh, we all seek for. He says that in verse 30, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. There's a commonality. But you know what's common actually in all of every situation in life, whether it's in in the third world or right here in Australia is actually we're unaware of grace. We're unaware of, of God, what He does. You know, um, we, one of the things that 
my kids worried about moving here is they, they you know, one, one afternoon I was sitting with the, the kids and I said, well, are, you, are you concerned about our move to Brisbane? And, you know, Jaden, he said, Dad, are there playgrounds in Brisbane? That was his greatest, you know, concern. And it just, we spent a lot of time in playgrounds. And one, there's a lot of them near where we used to live, but also because they're free. But um, we would go, and they would enjoy them. There's a particular one that we call the Ninja Warrior Playground, because there's a lot of monkey bars and different types. And so one time, you know, Jaden would watch his older siblings, Vicky and, and Malachi, just, just zoom through those, those courses, and he wanted to have a go. So he said, Dad, can I have a go? And obviously, in his own strength, he couldn't do that. So I said, yeah, sure. And so I, I got him on my shoulders, and he began to climb, and he began to go through the... And, you know, at the end of it, he, he gets to the end of the, the Ninja Warrior course, the playground, and he goes, Dad, I did it! And he did do it. But he was unaware in his innocence and in his actually just in his youth, that I was right there. And it wasn't just him, it was we did it. But you know, so often, that's how we are with God. We celebrate the day and we, we may have marked off achievements or we, we may have done those things that we wanted to do our to-do list. And there's visible results. And we go, God, I, I did it. But actually right there, God was carrying us through. And without even thinking, because sometimes we don't just think about it, we are unaware of God's grace in our lives. And again, how better are we, Jesus challenges us, than the fowls? How better are we than the fields? Because unlike them, they have no consciousness to it. But we ought to. And how many times do we let a day go by without even pausing to thank God for grace. To thank God for the grace that he showed us, both the things we were aware of and the multitude of things we were unaware of. Isn't it, isn't it what it, the Bible didn't, didn't the Bible say, didn't God say to Paul, my grace is sufficient? You know, sometimes we underplay grace you know, we, we apply it, I think we understand it in the context of salvation, for by grace are you saved through faith, right? But the grace that saved you is actually the grace that daily sustains you. And, and, and His grace is sufficient. But here's what we do, it's sufficient because His strength is made per perfect in weakness. Here's what we do, we're too strong. We think we can control things. We think we can supply for our need. But actually, it's daily His grace. And whether we're aware of it or unaware of it, it's still there. And that's the beauty of God's grace. You know, again, being in quarantine reminded us of those daily graces that we just took for granted. But you know what? Regardless... Even in quarantine, we still had grace. Even in the, the time where we thought it was, God still had grace and he had great purpose in it too. And I want to just remind you tonight, 
you know, we, we get to come to the Wednesday prayer meeting and we get to pray to a, a holy God who truly cares and truly wants to hear from us. Now, if that's not grace, I don't know what is. And that's our daily grace today. And tonight, we pray because God in His grace, He protected us. God in His grace, He supplied our need. He brought us here. He, he enabled us. And, and I hope that as a result, we just be a bit more conscious. That, that we just be aware of the graces that we're often too unaware of. Right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord for the time and thank you lord for the opportunity again tonight to gather together lord i just can't help but just lord praise you lord we get to be together tonight we get to come before you and as a church lord exclaim for the needs of others and the needs of our our own and and father we're so glad that you're a god not only who can hear but lord who is able to meet us at our point of need and so I pray that you'd help us, Lord. We thank you for grace, Lord. Thank you for your, your daily provision, Lord. Thank you for the, the grace that we know of and the grace that we, that we don't know of. And Father, all of that, dear God, although sometimes we can be unaware, Lord, you're so willing to give it. And so we praise you and thank you in Jesus' most precious, holy, wonderful name. Amen. Brother Jewel.